You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And we are going to start with the mitzvah of Kibbet Now, um, there are there are some principles that are laid out here about the what is the idea behind the mitzvah. I want to start with a chidush of an achron, but in many people's minds, he was a bigger than a regular achron. Rabbi Eliezer Askeri. Most people know him as the author of the beautiful poem Yedid Nefesh. I'm sure many of you sang it or had it sung to you um, recently, like on Friday night. He was much more than just a poet. He uh, he was a makubal in Svas, and he wrote a book called, a sefer called Sefer Chadidim. Now, that's sort of like, you hear that today, you say, what is this? Is that a book about Fromax? Is that a book about parasites? Is that a book about people that I don't understand them, Hasidim? Um, Chared, of course, means that you are trembling, that you care, that that you are someone that this means a tremendous amount to you. You don't just walk. You 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 are it it it, it shoots through every fiber of your being. Your chared is a very similar term, of course. The Shakers, you've heard, of course, or the Quakers, <laughs> the Shakers, the Quakers. These, of course, were Christian sects that also felt that there had been a over over calcification of the way religious instruction and religious practice they wanted things to be real they wanted things to be here and now not just listening to some dictate but it was actually possible to be excited in the here and now so the idea of being chared charedim is really something that many in the Judaic Christian tradition understand as a positive. It shows that it's not just something that is sitting with you in some sort of weak manner. The Haredim fulfills that and more. Rabbi Lezer Askari wrote a book organizing mitzvot into the various parts of the human psyche and body. And he explains them with a crisp halachic preciseness, and also often with a mystical tinge and, under, and, and direction. So that is the book Sefer Charedim. It is a Sefer on mitzvot. It's a Sefer on mitzvot. And I find that he takes the mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im and gives it a, a radical but very simple uh, emphasis. Now, we are all very familiar, if I would ask any of the listeners what Kibbut Ava'im is, they, they might be familiar with a b'raisa of feeding, of taking your parents for a walk, um, of, of bringing your parents something to drink, of helping your parent into their bed at night, waking them up, helping them perhaps to go to the bathroom, to walk with them in the street. Kavod, physical actions. In fact, the Brisa in Mesechtas Kedushin that is quoted in our Tzurba Merabonan book says exactly that. Ezeu kibun machelu mashkeu 
attending to their physical needs. In the almost the very beginning of the book of the Haredim, he posits something different and essential. He says that this is a mitzvah of the mind, of the heart. Kibbut Av is only possible, and it begins, and is then made possible, everything else, by a mental, emotional connection to your parents. And it, you need the imaginative faculty to be able to do that. Now, let's see the quote. You can see the English here, if you want. And here, of course, is the Hebrew on the other side. I'll read you from the Sefer Chadei. Then we can look at it together. What does kibud mean? Kibud is also something that is how you feel inside. Here's the 15th parak of Tilim that forms the basis of the Charedim's original interpretation. A song of David. Mizmer Vodovit. Adonai miyogar bo'alecho. Who could actually be considered as somewhat of a resident in the, in the tent of God? Miyishkon bahar kotshecha. Who could actually dwell in that holy mountain? Holech tomim upayotzedek. Someone who moves through life with uh, a, a, a simple honesty. Upayotzedek. And he acts in a righteous way. V'doiver emes bilvovoy. And what he speaks, he thinks the truth in his heart. You don't find him engaging in gossip. And he doesn't, he's never the person who is the implement of bad, of evil to a friend. Even, of course, it's very easy to speak about your relatives, people you were once close to, and speak about their inner faults, things that would be very embarrassing. He never does that. He never has those negatives. He never airs the dirty laundry or speaks about those things. Nivza be'enov nimos. Nivza, he considers himself insignificant. Be'enov, in his own eyes, he's, he's almost disgusting when he thinks about how he has not achieved you can see even in this text in front of you, one is contrasted to the other. The key term here is kovod. The ones that fear God, he gives kovod to. What does that mean? He's giving, the Haredim says that, what does it mean in his eyes? Now, you have to work on this with your imaginative faculties and think about how you have not made it to where you should and that you really blame yourself for not achieving, that you are someone who's really, in a way, disgusting, someone who's repulsive, someone who's downtrodden, and, and realize that you haven't achieved your goals. You could have done much more. You've wasted so much time. There are things you could have achieved that you didn't. There were so many times you fell into the trap, the allure of things that were wrong. And therefore, you think about yourself as a person who is not worthy. You recognize your faults. You, you feel your faults. 
at the end, the next part of the puzzle is, but Yirei Hashem, you don't look at their faults, Yechabed. Well, what does kibud mean? Ima kibud bedvarim ubemaisa. If kibud is just like what we think it means based on the baraisa in, in kedushin and the uh, the the teiras kehanim in in parshas in sefer vayikro the mechilta in in parshas yisroi that it's only physical things. If that's all kavod is, then basically. What's the difference between you and the Talmud Chacham, the, the ones who fear God, that you have to be machabed? Harei mashva is some low. Shehem nivzim ma'usim be'enav kamo. If you just outwardly take care of them, but inwardly scoff at them and think that they're really no better than you, and you don't really understand them to be great, then you're not really honoring them. Rak machabed osam be'peh? You just say it outwardly to them, that can't be what the Pasuk means. Ella, the Pasuk and Tila must mean, the word Be'enav goes on both. And you know your faults, the ones that have lived the life of Yiras Hashem. You actually think about them, judge them in a positive way. And as he says here, you use your imaginative faculty to tell yourself to maybe even in a way exaggerate about them because they don't necessarily show all their cards. You assume that they are even greater than you even see. Shame gedolim kibudam. You have to view them as if they are aristocrats, as if they are if they are these honorable people. Now, if that's your attitude towards Tamida Chachamim and Yirei Hashem, that's going to be the way you're going to be Mechabedibur Bamaisa, and that's the way you're going to feel about your parents. Kabeda Savicha means to mentally see them as great. I started with this because most people especially when this mitzvah becomes difficult, have a very hard time doing it. We are told often that this is a very difficult mitzvah. The Rishonim speak about how difficult this mitzvah is. Um, in, in fact, the, the, the famous, uh, it's ascribed to the Vilna Gaon, I saw it by the great Pinchas Horowitz, who was the Rav in Frankfurt, the student of the Magad of Mezrich, in his commentary, Panim Yafot, Panim Yafos, he says that the two mitzvos that that Arichas Yomim is listed by, is attached to, is one is the mitzvah of Tiberav, and the other is the mitzvah of Shiluach Hakein. One mitzvah, Rav Harwood says, is extremely easy. It's the the the, the formulation and and procedure is quite direct. Go to the nest. Shrew the mother away. Take the eggs. The other is so difficult. Well, why is it difficult? It's difficult because as a parent ages and as the difference between child and parent biologically shorten and the parent becomes less capable in their faculties, then the idea of honoring them 
especially when the parent is no longer the great breadwinner, provider, supporter of everything that's around them, and you still have to have kavod. It's very easy for the nine-year-old who lives in the house provided by the father to recognize the, the, the presence and power, the love and, 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 and protection of the mother. It's another thing when mom and dad are living with you in, in the basement of your house. That you have to be machabed. Well, it doesn't just mean knocking on the door and bringing in a cup of tea and an S cookie from Stella Doro. What it means is to view them as great. It has to come out of your mouth with an emotional feeling as if in your mind they are great. So that if you act a certain way, eventually you'll come to think that way? No, he actually puts it the other way, Richard. Most of most achronim and some bishops say, you know what, if you can't do it, just keep on keep on honoring them and it'll affect you. He believes you have to start the work with some sort of mental um you have to start the work in, in a mental state of affection and and almost imagining why they are great. Well, there are some parents that actually have the history, and you know they were great. And it's not that hard for you to hearken back to that. But how does one do it? Um, the Haredim writes again that you see them as great. You see them as, as in tremendous people. As Rabbi Avram Danzig writes, the Chaya Adam, who, who basically built many of his philosophical explanations of mitzvahs, he uses the Haredim quite a bit, Rabbi Avram Danzig and the Chaya Adam. Um, and here, although I believe it's in the Haredim itself, our editors have, have provided us the words of the Chaya Adam. He says, I think my parents are great. I believe them to be significant. I believe them to be wonderful. I believe them to be important as if they are aristocratic princes and princesses. They're noblemen. Even though most people don't consider them that way. Most people consider them, you know, and he knows that. How does the person know that? Because he's an adult. He's a, even if he's just a teenager, he knows the way others look at his parents. And it's so hard not to be affected by that. But you have to resist that, or you're not doing the mitzvah of kavod right. You know, not only not, that's what covet essentially means. Because if not, you're not really doing covet. So the, the Chayodim buys into this. The Chayodim, of course, was a safer that was studied universally in Lithuania as, 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 as standard halachic work for the average person. So the Chayodim really makes it through the Chayodim. But if one looks at the Haredim itself, one sees even a more 
expansive understanding of this. So, again, I, I know of many Balei Tshuva who have, gone, have come to Judaism and then have a struggle of how to do Kibbutz to their parents. And even if they sort of still outwardly act in a genteel manner, they don't have that essential inner glorification uh, of them. Uh, yes. The problem is that if you go to the point where this rabbi is suggesting, you end up damaging yourself. You I, cannot, I, in some cases, you cannot do that because you justify what was maybe done to you. So you can't do it. You can't hurt yourself that way. So the way so the way you arrive at you do exactly you know you you uh, as you recommend before you try to find the good things which the uh, uh, you know they do right or they did for you and you got, but to go beyond that I, it's self damaging I'm sorry I have a I no have no a I'm happy you're that. saying it that's I started with something that I said was startling I I, I know where Oscar is coming from he believes. Uh, he, you know, really, I and I not the uh, the only one. I really talk to uh, people of my generation, not even necessarily observant, and they went to therapies to figure out how exactly to deal with with parents who are, you know, um, of a certain way that were not necessarily that would be damaging to yourself if you really go to the to the lengths that this rabbi is suggesting that Eskari so, is suggesting. It has I, to be has to be uh, 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 how do you call it? Has to be expanded. I think. Well, well, this is why the reason, one of the reasons we're studying this. I think Oscar's challenge is, Dr. Kogan, is that if if he's wrong, then basically you are going through the motions. You're being a genteel, um, you're being genteel. You're being respectful to a point. Um, and that's the mitzvah. You're fulfilling the mitzvah. Not, uh, well, not well, well, right, but, but again, yeah, you're right. He's not happy with that. As as a as a chosid, as a mekubal, as a chareid, he, he believes that that is an that that is an that is a somewhat empty version. It should not be just a physical act. It should come from the heart. Now, how can you do this? Let's say if someone has, you know, in some extreme cases, uh, you know, I would not advocate for it. But in majority of cases where, you know, we are benonim, bnei benonim, I always go back, if not to my parents, I mean, I have a lot of things that I can be thankful to my parents for. There are a lot of challenges as well. But I also think about my grandparents, my grandparents. And I look at my parents as not only my own, like my parents, but also parents of my parents. And I go back in my family tree and now I'm building it up and I might be even connected to Maharal. You find someone in your family tree that you find that this is the ancestor. This is that person that you connect. And then you say, okay, my parent is also a child of this person. So I respect them for being that person who, who both gave me the life and linked me to that special individual that I find. Uh, which so which I think what, what you do then is a little bit of what the Haredim suggests. You need the imaginative faculty. To, you did the research. Let's say the great-grandfather was a tremendous scholar, uh, a person who lived as an ascetic, as someone who you see the those 
that blood flows in my genes. I would like to model myself after that. So you see your parent, since you know they are one generation closer to that great-grandfather, as a living embodiment of that person. And you almost imagine that you're honoring your great-grandfather while you're bringing the tea and cookies and coffee and taking your parent for the walk. Exactly. A completely different mindset with this is that I would you look at your parents as partners with Hashem and creating who you are. So even if your parents are loving and um, all the, the uh, uh, Balak, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter because that's what it took for Hashem to make Hashem to make you what you are. So on that basis, oh. you can't second guess the Hakma of Hashem. And on that basis alone, you should be appreciative and have the covet how one could do this for their wife right in other words like like there are people who you know and, and, and can see that and i think one of the reasons why it's possible to do it for your wife and not necessarily for your parent is because your wife has interacted or a husband has interacted in some ways that perhaps are glorious and you maybe have those those moments that you can you can elevate and say, well, my wife, she's a queen, she's a princess. I see her as, as like, 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 et cetera. And 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 we we applaud people who do that. Um, Dr. Kogan is saying it's much more complex when you're dealing with a parent who might have, especially, you know, gotten all his wrong um, provocations out on his first child, and his first child is like a carbon to all the crazy, stupid things that the parent thought child raising was. And now the child, you know, you know, to, to expect the child to not, and that's what Dr. Kogan is saying, to expect the child to sort of forget that, not register that, and to live like, a, to create a fantasy version of their parent will ultimately implode because there's trauma and difficulty that the child is carrying. And this is just a, 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 a fiction that will be wiped away by stress. At extreme cases, I would not. I agree with Dr. Kogan that in in the cases of you know serious, right? And and it's possible yeah. there is no mitzvah of kavod. Then, in other words, it's yes, po- exactly. Uh, it's possible the mitzvah of kavod goes away because then you you know then it's impossible to fulfill. God wouldn't want us to do it. But I was talking more in the case of someone who had very proletariat sort of like you know like you know salt of the earth sort of parents who you know were never trained and they in 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 thinking and understanding they didn't they had a very simple conception of god and the child because of this i'm not against i'm just saying that uh i think in some cases we have to measure it against uh, when it starts hurting you Right. Yeah. Up to that point, absolutely. Up to that point, imagine what it is. But you feel you're reaching a point where it uh, does something damaging to you. Exactly. Create that fantasy that uh, is. I, I think many of us, when I, like I go back again to couples, many of us can sometimes see, like, like we've had maybe negative interactions with one of the spouses. And then we see the other spouse who we get along with pretty well, walking hand in hand, lovingly with them. And like, we're saying, what does she see in that guy? Or what is she, what does he see in her? And I think we've all felt that. And we sort of don't understand it, right? And yet we can see that they have something. And I think the same thing could possibly be, you know, here in terms of what you 
recognize about your parents. Now, what Richard says is very close to a, a an idea that is, as you're going to see on the next source, um, one of the most important halachic books of the end of the 20th and beginning of the 21st century is the Sefer Chut Shani. Now, this was written by Rav Chaim Kanievsky's first cousin, Rav Nissen Karelitz. And it was not written by him as much as it was by a group of Tamir Chachom that he learned together with. He gave shiurim, and he is laudatory for the method that he used because he wasn't just sitting in a room writing svarim. He he has a yeshiva and and he, and very bright people working the ideas out based on his direction and his seicho. Um, but it was all it's a team of scholars that have worked, and that's why this book, although it's the it's 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 definitely the the directive and the sort of the over overarching approach of Rav Nisan Karelitz, who was considered one of the post Ador, uh, the book is a very important one, and it's available uh, not in, uh, on, in in the Barilan CD, but it's available at Eitzra Chachma. And he struggled with what the Chayyada means. And I think he comes up with something similar to Richard. Let's read what he says. Masha Kosova Chayyadam that you imagine that that they are great that is it's not that you think of them as prince charming and uh you know abraham lincoln love you think about them narrowly in your relationship even though you're older you're more sophisticated they are feeble but like Richard said, you can't deny that as great as you've become, and as much as you've now recognized how unmannered they are, you wouldn't be here without them. And you know that even though you might have been a precocious five-year-old, but before you got to be a person, you know that they provided for you, they provided diapers, they 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 sent you to school. So therefore. You have to be misbatalem in a way, as he says, you have to nullify yourself and be submissive yourself because you they are more hosha than you. So if you if you use this and keep on thinking about it, absorbing it, eventually when you see them, you won't it won't be an imagination. It'll 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 be like a Pavlovian response. He says that, and he, and he brings an example. He says, It could be there's a certain person, you know how bright they are, you see how, how witty they are, you see how um, industrious, how philanthropic they are. So you, the COVID comes with, with, with an understanding. Sometimes you don't need to think about their positives to, to honor them. What, how could that happen? V'zui avoda. Sha'adam tzarech. The work is, what you need to do, is levatos atzmo b'horov. Afilim eno maven yoser. Even if you are on every objective level a greater person in mind than them. 
even if they are now in a nursing home and suffering from Alzheimer's and they, they, are, they are going past second childhood or you are so foreign to them. They aren't, they're in their mind, but they don't get your religious life. They don't get your belief in God. They, they live totally different. What's important to them is the beer and brats and, 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 and the football game. But they still, without them, you wouldn't be here. And therefore, Rav Karolitz and his team point out, even if your relationship is, now I don't know if it's abusive, but it's, 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 it's borders on abuse. It's not necessarily that, that, they, that they harmed you as a child, although I guess one could make that leap and say if they're so cruel to you now and so dismissive of your lifestyle now, they probably weren't exactly friendly growing up. But even if you discover that your parents are, are insulting you, and in many ways, just keep on, you know, needling you, you. Based on this haredim, he says, you just have to gut it out. And what do you use? What is your method? Not counting to 10, but derach marshal. The way you have to view it is, imagine that there was a person who was insulting you, but he had saved your life at one time. That there's a person who 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 got you out of a burning fire. There's a person who, when nobody in the community was willing to to support you, a check came from him. So you would consistently, he says, feel a sense of honor towards that person, and in that way, feel you were in their debt, and in that way, maybe they are bigger than you. Because by definition, that event makes them higher than you, and you therefore are the smaller one. He says, If that person is, that person could know much less than you. Why? Because when you narrowly look at what that person did, in that context, he is greater. And maybe that's what the, the he says the Haredim and the Chayotim mean when they say that's the essence of Kavod. Because when they Shorish with because that's what the Torah wants in honoring. Now again, here he's done he's he's actually made two jumps, I believe, that are beyond what the Haredim means. Well, I, 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 let me just let me just elaborate for a second. One thing he says is is that the way you do this imagining is by realizing like what Richard was saying is that they formed you, created you, forget about all the other history. You would not exist without them. And the type of care they took for you, even if it was for a couple of years or that first couple of months, you would have been a dead foundling in some back alley and you would not, you would not have been who you are. So because of that, you need to see that as, as a way that they are consistent. They have that debt over you, etc. cetera. And, 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 and then he says that, um, when 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 we say that's Iker Hakibud, um, I understand the Haredim to mean that the actions won't mean much unless they are fueled by true emotion and feeling. He says that the Iker Hakibud is that 
Kibbutz is based not on the way they were in, in your adolescence, not the sage advice you heard from them in your 20s, and not based on the way they sang Zemiris and Shabbos and other ways they hugged you and kissed you and, 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 and put the Band-Aid on your knee when you scraped it, but rather, essentially, that every parent has is that they brought you biologically into this world without them for that biological coming into this world and that caring. That's what he means, the showrish of keyboard. I don't think he's right, but I think he represents a branch, as my old Harusa would say, this is not the Haredim and the Chayodim, but this is an attempt to to to, to try Rav Sadia, quoted by Rabbi Nobachia. Why does the Torah say Arichas Yomim for Kibbutz? Ki mipnei shelepomim asidem sheyichyu ha'ovos im abonim zman oruch. It happens that the parents lose their ability to have their own home and raise their children there. They get older. They can't carry their own home, and they end up living with their child, with their child becoming the primary breadwinner in that house. And the parents are a heavy burden upon the children. It becomes difficult for the, for the child to engage and, 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 and tend to the needs of, of a deteriorating, doddering old guy or woman. That's why the Torah decides to give life the greatest gift we can have for this mitzvah. In other words, keep on doing it, man. And you know what? You'll live. Accept it. Live with them. Now here's the the very shocking statement from Rav Sadia. If you are, and again, I feel my friends who translated translated it wrong. They translated it as if you become distressed about their life, that it makes your life difficult. No, he, you want them dead. That's what it means. <laughs> You're thinking, why do they have to live so long? Why could he have died already? Again, right? <laughs> That's what Sadhu was saying. That's what's going to happen. What's going to happen is, in many cases, a child is going to be mitstar al chayeyem. Da shal Realize that you'll live longer. In other words, you want them dead? No, no, no. You want them alive. You want them alive because this is somehow magic. This somehow allows you to live longer. God is saying that if you do this, you will live longer. But Sadia has actually another take on this. This is his second interpretation. His other interpretation is that your child will see the way you have done this and will 
practiced it with you. Your child will, will model what they saw, and therefore you will live longer because of the effort that you took. But the first interpretation that you see here, Sadia is saying, is that even though you, you, you can't stand them, this this you, you... model society. It's not only about your 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 own children. You model society. If you show respect, remember this midrash, uh, the story of which rabbi it was that his mother came up and right. hit him on the face with the shoe. So it was like in the front of entire Beit midrash. It was in in front right. of entire gathering. Right. And it was enormous Kiddush Hashem. So when, if you have any statue, even a shoemaker in a small shtetl, and this, and people see how you treat your mother, they will think, oh, maybe I should treat my mother like this. Okay. You create a culture in which mm-hmm. pe- older people are, are, are treated with respect. And uh, then uh, there's uh, a big chance for you to survive as well. Long yeah, long. you're right. That, what you're saying is 100% true. I, I, the only thing I'm trying to bring out of Sadia is first of all how graphic he makes the feeling of this child that he he brings the child's feelings to what 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 most of us would never ever utter which is why can't they be dead already and that he says you know what <laughs> that's your life because that's- the longer you invest now again there might be logical reasons because your your kids will see it but that's part of the reason why the Torah wrote that, because the Torah knew how difficult this was. And, and this is really not even dependent on the previous discussion that we had about your estimation of the attitude and personality and history of what your parent did to you uh, that you resent and the things that you still resent about them. This is merely the, the, of, of aging just the 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 burden of caring for an aged person that's that's what he's talking about thanks for joining us for another episode from the yeshiva of newark at idt podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode